0: On today's Locked On Senators, it's game day. The Sens stay on the road, but at least they're back in the Eastern time zone, taking on the Lightning down in Tampa Bay.
1: And to be better, you got to learn from your mistakes. So regretfully, we're going to revisit what went wrong with the Sens in Chicago.
0: Hint, goaltending wasn't everything, but it certainly wasn't something in that game. So we're also going to look ahead to the offseason. And if there's any attendees worth targeting, We'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast
1: on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Lockdown Senators Podcast.
0: Welcome inside episode 984 of the Lockdown Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You can also follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LOCKEDON.SENATORS on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where we say hello and let you know that a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today is Monday, February 19th. I hope everybody's enjoying a great family day Monday. Pilsey, I know we'll get to what you're doing on this family day, but I have to say I haven't been this happy to turn the page on a week than the one we just had.
1: Yeah, it was a rough week for the Ottawa Senators. But, Ross, this is not how it was supposed to be. We, last week, we envisioned ourselves beating the Ducks watching the Sens beat the Ducks and the Blackhawks. And then on Monday, we're going to be like, what an amazing week that was. The Ottawa Senators are on a six-game win streak. We're counting games in hand. We're looking up at the standing, circling, targeting spots that this place could get to. And yet, the Ottawa Senators lose to two of the worst teams in the league in the Ducks and the Blackhawks. And now they've got their work cut out for them going up against two of the best teams in the Atlantic Division and the Eastern Conference in the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight and the Florida Panthers tomorrow.
0: How much worse did it make you feel seeing the Anaheim Ducks go into Toronto and give up nine goals and lose 9-2? So on their three-game slide through Eastern Canada, the Ducks gave up five goals in a 5 nothing loss to Montreal, nine goals in a 9-2 loss to Toronto, but in between a 5-1 win in Ottawa.
1: It made me feel so much worse, Ross. Like, that's, that's the worst part, like... The Blackhawks game, the Sens are just cursed in Chicago. It's sports. You have to deal with curses. That's part of it. There's no, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. You got to watch out for those. You got to be ready for them. 11 straight losses to the Blackhawks, not a big deal. But the game up against the Ducks was inexcusable. That was simply just a lack of effort allowing a, a scrappy, pissed off Ducks team. We talked about the pissed off Ducks to just walk all over you and want that puck and want that win more than you. And, that's where this team really needed to look themselves in the mirror and say, okay, that was a terrible game, but we got a chance to bounce back up against a team that is way down in the standings. We can beat up on them in the Blackhawks, and they don't get it done, and now we're sitting in in misery on a Monday that's supposed to be spent happily with your family.
0: No, unfortunately, we, let's just get this out of the way. We're going to do the game day preview first, and we'll get to talk about a pissed-off duck. Well, how about a dark and stormy cloud of lightning floating uh, on top of Amelie Arena because the Lightning also lost 9-2. By the way, only the second time in NHL history with multiple 9-2 scores on the same night with the Ducks losing 9-2 and the Lightning losing 9-2 as well. We'll get to that, but let's just put a bow or, I don't know, a garbage bag, tie it up. The two games that we just saw. That Chicago game, I mean, you've got to get more bodies to the net. You've got to get more finishing ability, that killer instinct that is lacking right now, it feels. But they deserve to win that game. They outshot Chicago 42 to 22. Heck, in the two losses back to back, they outshot their opponents 76 to 42. 76 to 42. But when you can only score three goals on 76 shots, for those of you scoring at home, that's a very low percentage and then you give up a goal on every like sixth or seventh shot, it's just not going to end well. So it's very, very, very tough way to end such a great streak where they had emotional overtime wins. They had a week and a half off in between, but then came back, got the Ridley-Greg exclamation mark against the Leafs, and then a business-like game. I was expecting more business-like wins. They got that against Columbus, so we know they can do it. But unfortunately, didn't go their way. And for more, I think we can point you to the postcast where we certainly took our time venting on that one Saturday night.
1: Yeah, Ross, uh, the garbage bag is tied. Um, Kobe shot in the dumpster. We're done. We're done.
0: Last, last note, uh, Connor Bedard pretty sick at
1: hockey. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those where they had a game breaker and he broke that game.
0: He's so good, and uh, thank goodness for the offsides. Otherwise, we'd still be watching that on Highlight Reels coast to coast. Okay, one of the fallout stories, though, from that game, Pelsey was the Ottawa Senators' goaltending. We talk about it. They haven't been able to be consistent. They've had little stretches here and there, but even if you zoom out, Unis Corposalo's save percentage on a wider scale, even during the winning ways that the Ottawa Senators have had over the last month and a bit since that win against San Jose. Unis Corpus Allo is 6-3-2 and in his last 11 games with an 886 save percentage. Like That's so unsustainable. So it got people thinking, and we tweeted out at Sen Central. the citizens came through, so many names, so many situations thrown our way. We didn't get into the money. We didn't get into the Corpus Allo potential buyout or however you're going to move on from them. But I just said, if you're going to target a goalie this offseason, who's it going to be? And it turns out there's quite a number of teams that have more than one capable goalie. And that got us thinking who some targets could be. Who's jumped out for you as a guy who, if you're the Senators and you have playoff aspirations next year, the old no excuses phrase. I don't know what kind of idiots would use that phrase. No excuses. Playoffs. (laughs) Couldn't be us. Maybe it was but you need a goalie who you can rely on to stop the puck. Who's it for you? Who do you need? Who do you call? And what do you do to make sure that you can acquire that guy?
1: Well, there's a couple key things I need. Uh, Ross, if this was indeed, these would be the must have job requirements for our job search. One.
0: I'd like to promote the job search too. Can we get our eligible candidate within seconds?
1: (laughs) Yes, we can. Terms and conditions apply though. Um, one, I need a goalie with term, and when I say term, I don't mean one year. At least, at least two years.
0: At most at, three, though. I don't want to get stuck again.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, wait, let me rephrase that. Not so much term, but it can't be an expiring deal or one year left. How about how would I word it that way? That's that's important for me because we. Me I wouldn't even mind. I would even go, mind no, no, one year. Let left. me go through the checklist before we start getting into that. Okay. Then. I need a goalie with consistency. It can't be like Cam Talbot or Matt Murray, where y- you thought you could catch him on a hot streak and hope that that would work. Not going to happen for me. And three, it's got to be with the trade. Signing a free agent in uh, a goalie in free agency, rather, it just rarely works out. Now, I know you mentioned Allmark. That was a good situation for Boston, but. That's not a route I want to go. They're already dealing with uh, Corpus Allo here. So those are my three must-have job requirements.
0: Olmark might be a guy I call about, though. Well, he he
1: suits that, doesn't he have? He
0: has he has one more year after this one.
1: So you'd be yeah, getting okay. him going
0: into the final year. But, Pelzi, no. I don't mind that. No. I want a guy who's hungry for his next deal. The last thing I want to do after the Matt Murray situation is get a guy and this corpus al one is get a guy that you're then at the end of the year being like it didn't work like at least with talbot it's more the asset that you gave up that sucks imagine they had had him for three years you'd be like come on get me out of here
1: although he's better than any one of their goalies this year
0: eight twenty save percentage in his last seven or eight starts
1: yeah look at the look at the full picture Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. But still, marginally, but at at a $1 million price tag, which you'd obviously be paying more if you had extended him, but be cheaper than what you're dealing with with Corpus Al right now. And I don't think it's a mute point because at a moot point, I don't think that uh, those two were going to come to terms anyway. So I don't think it would have worked. But regardless, I think Ross, at least for me, the best target would be Jacob Markstrom. You're looking at a guy that's going to have two years left on this. He's at $6 That's a reasonable amount. He's been consistent. If you look over his stats, he's been very consistent. He's a guy that I feel like is hungry still. He has a lot to prove, or at least uh, it feels that way. And he's someone that I think you could work out a trade with Calgary. There's some things that Ottawa has that maybe they would be interested in. The one thing is you're looking at Markstrom, and you'd be getting him for his age 35 and 36 season. I still think you can get enough out of him and it's enough that you can try to go on a run with him but also not be attached and feel like this is a contract that's anchoring you down. So for me, I think Markstrom makes the most sense.
0: Okay, Markstrom's a great call. I'll tell you what mine is after a quick word. We'll also get into a full game day preview. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team every day.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in just one hour rather than a full year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. Maybe Ridley Greg and Morgan Riley could have had some consulting to take care of that fight a little bit better. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboard new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's Day gift of Ottawa Senators versus Chicago Blackhawks tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hoped? Well, Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code locked on. Again, that's discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.cominoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first 5 profiles free. Check it out today guys, Comino Consulting.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. You know how much we love the palace whenever we're in Ottawa. Our first stop is at Shawarma Palace. You can visit them at any of their seven locations all across town. They're also available exclusively on Uber Eats if you want it delivered directly to your door. They started with one store on Rideau Street, and now they are a multi-venture company that is serving the Ottawa area. They love the Sens just as much as you. You can go into the CTC and see their branding everywhere. They want to be one with the community. And how do they do it? With their love of sport and their love of quality cuisine, but without skimping on portion. The portions are always enormous at Shawarma Palace, and they're always delicious as well. So visit them at any of their locations. I'm talking about inside the Raw Shopping Centre or on Bank at Hunt Club, on Carling, on Woodruff, on Bank right by Gladstone, In the heart of Centertown, you're never too far away from a Shawarma Palace. So go visit one today and let them know that Locked On Senator sent you. We love when you tag us on social media as well, at Shawarma Palace, at Send Central. It's a match made in heaven, like roasted potatoes and Shawarma Palace garlic sauce. So go get the platter, go get the sandwich, go get it today at Shawarma Palace. Go eat like a royal, go eat at Shawarma Palace. It's game day for the Ottawa Senators. The Sens continue their road swing through the Sunshine State. It's going to be a 7 o'clock puck drop and it's a full day of hockey with Family Day, with Louis Real Day here in Manitoba. I believe it's Naval Day out in Nova Scotia and uh, I don't know what they're calling it in the States. You know what they're calling it? Because I know we call their Thanksgiving Thursday.
1: yeah yeah, that's a classic is it president's day washington's
0: birthday that makes sense so president's day how do you know that
1: uh i don't know yeah that's something weird that randomly i know do you know what year
0: george washington was born
1: born Ooh. uh i'm gonna say
0: i'll give you a hint it's in the 1700s
1: 1707
0: close 1731
1: Ah, not that close <laughs> no
0: it really wasn't that close but i want to make you feel better and i hope the sends make us feel better because it's been a tough little stretch here look we'll get to our game day preview i like jacob markstrom pilsey i worry about the price though like are you willing to give up if drake batherson is the name that the other team wants like is that the the level you're willing to go for it Because I'm thinking, I don't know who else the Calgary Flames in particular would be looking at because they want term. They would want a guy who's there for a few years and it's easy for Sens fans to be like, well, Josh Norris, but his value is probably lower than it's ever been and maybe ever will be. And we've learned this lesson before, Pilsey, talking about Matthew Joseph, talking about other guys who have been on long-term injuries. They come back, they're slow. And what if he goes and scores 40 next year? All of a sudden, the egg's back on our face again.
1: Uh, I'm not looking at either of those targets. That wouldn't Ooh. be the route I go here, Ross. I think you're looking at moving someone on the back end to Calgary. And the thing is, Calgary is probably looking at losing Elias Lindholm and or Chris Tanev off their back end this this year.
0: Um, not Elias Lindholm. You're talking about. Uh, or,
1: Noah they, Hannafin, already moved. they
0: already moved in. Yes. I mean, Sens fans would love Mackenzie Wieger. I don't think that's going to happen. But nope. yeah, Noah Hannafin the other one. It's likely yes, to move you. on the back. That's end. what I meant.
1: Yeah, so they're going to lose two defensemen there, most likely. So I think you're probably looking at either Chicker or Shabbat being a big part of that deal, if that's the way you go. And then likely some, some draft capital as well. Okay. Or I don't, f- I don't know. Maybe maybe one of those guys gets it done in, uh, in some sort of hockey deal. But... Be yeah,
0: I'm very I'm very curious uh, what the cost would be, because, again, it's it's easy and very, very video game ass to just throw as many draft picks as you can. But you have to think yeah. of what Craig Conroy would want in Calgary or for me, who Don Sweeney would want, because I'd call Don Sweeney. I'd say, what's your plan? Like, you, are you just going to roll Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman for another year before Olmark's deal runs out? And if that's the case, is he the guy you want to move? because he's a heck of a goaltender as well. Even when he signed that deal, it was a bit eye-opening that he got the term yeah. and and the thing, but I looked back and even in Buffalo, he was above a 910 save percentage every a year. bad
1: team too. Yeah.
0: Talk about a bad team. I looked at Corpasalo's numbers. This guy was 890 every year. So this
1: Also on a bad team, but yeah.
0: You he is who we thought he was. <laughs> and we still gave him the deal. So it, He was unreal last year, though. Like, you can't hold it against him. And and you can go back and listen to us talking about him in the offseason. It seemed like he got his hip fixed, and we were counting on that. But it's too much athleticism. The next goalie I would like, and that's why Markstrom's a great example, and Ulmark as well. These are goalies that rely on their fundamentals, rely on their positioning, and that's what Ottawa should be after. Frankly, I'd love to have Jeremy Swayman, but in the long-term scope of things, that's who the Bruins should Keep. I say should because they did take him to arbitration last year. And he said he heard some things that, you know, you can't really unhear. So I'd be like, I'd be like a shark swimming and circling around Jeremy Swayman. I think he would be the perfect fit age wide. I think he's 25, 26. He's fourth in the NHL in save percentage, though. So you'd be paying a pretty penny. But you know what? Atlantic division teams owe the Ottawa Senators a starting goalie. We gave Robin Leonard to Buffalo, we gave Ben Bishop to Tampa. In the division, Pillsy. In the division, and then what did they do? They beat Ottawa every single time they played. Remember that that record back in the day? Those yeah. were tough times.
1: Those and were the, tough le- times. the Leafs got Matt Murray from us. Eh,
0: not worried about that.
1: <laughs> um, here's the thing, Ross. I, I think Allmark and/or Swayman are actually the the best options. Like those are those are the best goalies to get. However, the scenario frightens me. Yes. Uh, if you pay, pay a big price to get Olmark, you get one extra year out of him. Then he goes UFA. He's going to want to cash in massive. I don't think the Ottawa centers are going to be able to keep him from trying to get to unrestricted free agency. And then if you go the Swayman path, you're going to be, they're not going to trade him in season. So it'd be the off season. So you're coming. I think all, I think all
0: this would be off season, frankly.
1: I think it's. Yeah. Dad, most likely. Most likely. Yeah. Um, But so you're trading for his rights as an RFA. That can be weird to try to get a proper package over unless it already comes with an extension. And then if it does, what is that going to cost you? And are you certain you can get Swayman extended the way you feel like is warranted by giving up whatever package it's going to take to get him?
0: Yeah, that's fair. There's a lot so, of other there's a lot of other yeah. names th- being thrown out there. I think that's fair. These are just elite goalies where there's two of them on one team. Like the other one, like John Gibson's a name. We saw him the other day once when he stayed on his feet and ultimately left the game. So maybe we should get off him. Obviously, he wasn't 100 yeah. percent in that one. He's not moving his no trade to come to Ottawa. Pittsburgh guy. He's just not and, doing it.
1: And Soros is a great option, but there's no way the Sens outbid other people for Soros.
0: There's other names like Sens HQ, recent Sens Central Citizen, Mackenzie Blackwood, bounce back year with, but I don't want to. I want a guy who has confidence. I want a guy here. I'm going to set another job, must have job requirement. Yeah. Has to have played at least 200 NHL games, unless yeah. you're like elite, like Jeremy Swayman's at 118, but he's elite. If you're not getting an elite goalie, I need somebody who at least is a veteran and who's been through the rigors of an NHL season. Because there's going to be pressure on them, and they're going to have to know how to handle it. Because it's it's playoffs or bust. The sequel next season.
1: Yeah, we're bringing it back. Um, but here's the thing, Ross. Then then this now brings on a different conversation. We have to have. What are the centers going to do to clear the crease out and or cap space out to acquire any of these goalies? Like
0: tomorrow's I, problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one, time. one, at least one of them is getting bought out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Right. Yes.
0: And if it's Forsberg, it would be a $915,000 yeah, cap for each do. of the next two seasons. Yeah. Or with Corpus Allo, I mean, it's, you can't buy it. I, I get it. You can't have them on the books for eight years. You cannot have them on the books till 2032. You just can't do it. That's that's just shooting yourself in the foot long term. I think okay. you'd rather eat 50% and have 2 million on your books for four more years, which isn't not ideal. Maybe maybe 1 million and a team take him for or, three
1: or Ross you you give him one more year, hopefully if you have another goalie with him in one more year maybe yeah. he bounces back and if he doesn't then you buy him out at the next spot. Yep. I can't believe. Uh, a
0: couple a couple other names here, Logan Thompson came up. Uh, with Vegas, obviously, they've committed
1: to They're not Aiden letting him Hill.
0: Go. Well, they've got Aiden Hill. Like, they can't have both forever.
1: Well, they can have both another year when it's sure. going to cost them less than $5 million for both, I think.
0: That's pretty impressive.
1: R- right, yeah.
0: But, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. It, and another name and this one we brought up in the postcast is Laurent Bressois, but he's more like if you're moving on from both of them, then he could fill the 1B or like, I have a ton of confidence in him. I just don't think that in the position Ottawa's in that you're going to go with a guy like that. He did win the cup. He's got that experience. I know it wasn't in goal in the final, but he went five and two in the playoffs. Uh was t- thrown into a tough situation and he's got that veteran stability that I'm talking about. Maybe not the game's played threshold, but at least he's been around and he'd be a good influence on on the team and and the confidence because that's what it is right now. And if we, if we don't have to dig too back into the losses here that came up, but that was a team that when they kept getting shots and kept getting opportunities and they weren't going in and then you give up one, like that's so deflating and it just feels like a proper veteran goalie would be able to stop the bleeding. Anyways, let us know in the comments. I'm very curious to get everybody's take on who the Senators should target this summer. Uh, at Unparalleled Sends, not funny, dude. He goes, Joey Decord or Philip Gustafson. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. But we're looking forward now. We're looking forward to tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Up next, we'll discuss why a dark and stormy team is going to come out hungry and striking. And we'll get into our Locked On and Lookout players. That's all next. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team every day.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. If you want to win 100 times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. But to have a chance at winning big, you got to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, of course, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially when it comes to hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. What I love about the Sleeper app, It's got a great group chat. You can talk smack to your buddies. Let them know you're going to have a big week. You can play Daily Fantasy for all the sports, NBA, college football, NFL, MLB, hockey, whatever you like. And entries can be made in less than a minute. So choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, sense fans. 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Check it out today, guys. Sleeper.
0: Pilsy, here we are. It's a game day for the Ottawa Senators taking on the Lightning at 7 o'clock. That's Brandon Pillar. You can follow him on social media. Brandon Pillar, one on Twitter. I'm at Ross Levitan. The show is at Send Central. And Pilsy, before we get to today's Senators game, there's a matinee we've got to discuss as well. It's Belly's birthday. The Belleville Sens mascot, your old costume for one day doing some promotional shoot. People who maybe are newer listeners to the show don't even know that our first job at a school, we drove you and I to Belleville Sens games two and a half hours from Toronto. Mm -hmm. We worked three hours at minimum wage. We spent half of it on gas and Wendy's and and then drove back after every game. And there were weekends, Pilsy where we would do that Friday and then do it again on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it was for the love of the game and we loved it. So uh, going back and, you know, at Ross, it's family day, so I'm going home, and Sens fans, they're like my family, so it's going to be time well spent there. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to be hanging around in Belleville. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but then obviously the Sens play the Tampa Bay Lightning at 7, so probably catch that somewhere, and then back to the hotel for the postcast. So it's going to be a fun day, and uh, they're wearing the jerseys that our good pal at Williams Martian designed for Belly's birthday it's got the belly, the laurels. It's a nice mix. And uh, belly bobblehead head as well to the first 1,500 fans at CAA Arena. So get there early. It's, it's going to be interesting, though, Ross. They're playing the best team in the American Hockey League in the Hershey Bears. And I was looking at the Bears roster. It seems like they're a team that has a lot of kind of veteran guys that are really boosting this team as the Washington Capitals don't have a lot of great prospects. So, it's going to be a tough match, but the uh, the Belleville Senators did beat the Hershey Bears 3-0 in the season opener. So maybe we can see that again. That'd be great.
0: Yeah, well, it's really tight in the North Division right now. There, uh, the Belleville Sens are one point behind Rochester and one point ahead of the Toronto Marlies and uh, two points ahead of the Laval Rocket. And even only five points at a last place where the Utica t- Comets are like. The last place team in every other division: thirty-seven points, thirty-seven points, forty-two, and then in the North Division, forty-seven is the the bottom. So, hey, that's good competition makes everybody better. But I think you guys are going to have a blast. I'm I'm the Narcos guy. I'm I'm Pablo Escobar, just standing all by himself. I wish I could be there, but Pilsy, you and I have some great trips planned going yeah, to Ottawa for the last game of the regular season against Montreal. We're going to be in Winnipeg for the game. We're going to be in Minnesota for the game. We're going to do a tour of the Ralph in North Dakota. We got lots planned Then the draft in Las Vegas. So I'm going to get my fix full of send central and uh, I'm wishing you boys the best time. We'll hear about it tomorrow on the postcast. But if you're heading to Belleville, you want to go to the game uh, under this episode, we'll put up a code that'll get you discounted tickets to the Belleville game. And Pillsy grab me one of those belly bobbleheads. I need that too. And also very excited that you're going to get your fire helmet finally. So maybe the Sens will get some wins. Get there uh, as you and Martian will have that. All right, enough about us. Now let's get to the Ottawa Senators game tonight, taking on the Tampa Bay lightning. Do you want to start with the opponent? That basically is made up of hashtag sends abroad. There's quite a few of them on there. Or should we start with the Ottawa senators?
1: You know what? Let's start with the Ottawa senators.
0: All right. So the Ottawa senators, again, we're recording this late on Sunday night. So the senators will have their morning skate on Monday. So we're just going based on the lines that were used against Chicago. Chicago. Personally, I'd be pretty surprised if they changed anything, but we'll find out at 11.30 a.m. Eastern when the Senators step on the ice for the morning skate. But they lined up in Chicago like they've lined up for the last number of games. Josh North with Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson, Tim Stutzla with Matthew Joseph and Claude Giroux, Shane Pinto between Ridley Gregg and Vladimir Tarasenko, and Mark Kostelek with Dominic Kubelik and Parker Kelly. On the back end, Jake Sanderson with Artem Zub. Thomas Shabbat with Jacob Chikrin and Eric Branstrom with Travis Hamanick. No idea who starts in goal. Um, while you're giving me your lockdown player, though, Pilsy, I'll look up how both goalies have done against the Lightning in their career because that seems like how they're deciding goalies. And yeah, I've decided them. I think it's kind of weird that they're doing that, but that's what they're doing.
1: It beats the, the DJ Smith method of being like, we're not going to tell a soul who we're starting in net because we don't want them to have the advantage of knowing whether it's going to be uh, Corpusalo, Sogard, or Kevin <laughs> Like That was that was a wild time. Um, my locked-on player is going to be former Tampa Bay Lightning number 21, Matthew Joseph. Uh, Joseph, although... I don't think I would. I would say he's been bad lately. He hasn't had his flashes of speed. He hasn't kind of that line of uh, Joseph Pinto and Tarasenko. Or wait, no, do I got that mixed up? Oh yeah, no, Joseph was back up with Timmy and Claude Giroux. That yeah. line just hadn't really been clicking. It doesn't seem like Joseph kind of works with them. So I'd like to get Joseph back down to the third line, uh, ideally. But I'm hoping he can use his speed. Hopefully create some shorthanded chances up against the Tampa Bay top leading power play in the league to power play percentage and get some revenge on his former team here. So number 21, Matthew Joseph is my locked on player.
0: And you'll remember he scored a three on five shorthanded goal in Tampa last year, Uh, but the offense has dried up quite considerably from what he's seen earlier in the season. Now, get this. Here's an anomaly for you for the Quebec native, his last two goals have come in each of the last two games against Montreal. Outside of those True. two games against Montreal, where he scored the other 15 games of his last 17, the other two being Montreal, zero goals. Yep. So that's something that we'd like to see. Cause he had that nice little stretch earlier on in the season. He came out of the gates red hot. Um, Hasn't, hasn't worked out quite the same. Otherwise, yeah, in the first 16 games of the season, man, this guy was putting the puck in the net, but even just the other things and now Ottawa's PK is much improved. He is a big part of that, but I do want to see more from Matthew Joseph. I'm glad that you've got him as your locked on player. I'm going to go with the captain, Brady Kachuk. I thought Brady was engaged in the game against Chicago. I love the, the bowling pin hits he had there at the end of the second period, running over Dickinson, running over Donato late in that period, but I also love the history that he has against Tampa. In the two games Ottawa's played against the Lightning so far this season, both in Ottawa, I should add, though, and Ottawa's been horrible on the road, he's got six points in those games. He scored those two goals in the second home game of the season. We were boots on the ground for that one. He was a mutant in that game. He was beating guys to puck. He was playing physical down low, and he just had a heck of a game. So I thought, hey, like, is he always that good against the Tampa Bay lightning turns out the answer is yes. Pilsy Brady Kachuk has more goals against the Tampa Bay lightning than he has against any other team in the league. And that to me is even more impressive when you consider that the all Canadian division happened right in 15 games against Tampa. He has 12 goals and 19 points. He has 11 goals against Montreal, but in 12 more games, one less goal. And against Toronto, he has nine goals, but in twenty-five games, right? So twelve goals in fifteen games, super impressive. He also loves to shoot the puck when he's playing against Tampa. In fifteen games, he has fifty-eight shots on goal. Wow! So and he's still shooting twenty percent because he's putting up those numbers. So I'm going to be really dialed into the captain Brady Kachuk, and also yeah. his teammates his his line mates need to get going in Josh Norris and Drake Batherson. So let's see the captain put those guys on his back.
1: Big time! I uh, love that Brady up against the lightning. Hopefully he can catch lightning in a bottle here, Ross. And Aww. we those are our locked on players. The citizens have chosen number eighty five, Jake Sanderson, and kind of. Oh, it's changed. What, All right, this is
0: what we this is what we get though for putting the poll up late late at night. We don't often do this, but Pillsy. <laughs> It's the Nodak Sens. It's but well, let's stick with Jake Sanderson. Him and Shane Pinto are alternating back and forth. Players, or fans are going to want to see what these two guys can do in yep. the game. To finish up the poll, and then I want you to tell me why. Uh, Drake Batherson at 18% of the vote. Tarasenko at oh, 16% of the vote. Just
1: moved live. Here we go.
0: Shane Pinto at 34.2 and Jake Sanderson at 31. But we're settling on Jake Sanderson. We're going to be watching his rush defense very
1: closely in this game, Pillsy. Yeah, uh, some, some kind of criticism on his rush defense has been pointed out on Twitter. But I, I don't know. Jake Sanderson certainly hasn't been that kind of awe-inspiring guy that we got accustomed to seeing earlier on in the season. But if I'm looking to pinpoint guys that are not playing well, Jake Sanderson is very low on that list.
0: Very, very low. But tonight will be a good test for, for him because the Tampa Bay lightning. Some could say they have the best line in hockey. It's oh, one right. of the best yeah. lines in yeah. hockey. It's one of the best lines in hockey. But the reason why I put Shane Pinto there, and I think people are voting for him is they don't have the depth that the Tampa Bay lightning are used to having. There's no Yanni Gord on the third line. There's no Alex Kalorn or Andre Pilat on the third line anymore. Those guys are, are gone. They're getting paid all of them handsomely yeah. for what they've done. And rightfully so big time. But this is what they're left with in Tampa. This was the crew that took on the Florida Panthers on Saturday night and got absolutely manhandled. As you're seeing Austin Watson in the photo, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. The lines we expect for Tampa, Braden Point top line center with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov. I mean, you have to have Zubin Sanderson out there every shift against those guys.
1: 100%.
0: Anthony Sorelli is centering the second line with Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul. Hurdy does it all. The third line, speaking of former sends, hashtag sends abroad, Tyler Mott at center, Austin Watson at right wing and Mikey Asmont, Manitoba moose legend at left wing on the fourth line. It's Luke Glenn Denning, Connor Sherry, and we've got a new guy. Like this is where, where we're at with the, uh, with the Tampa Bay lightning that uh, I even have to research their first names here, but we've got Chafee is on right wing there on the back end. It's Victor Hedman and Darren Radish. It's Hayden Flurry. It's Eric Chernak and it's Lilleberg with Nick Perbix as well. We uh, expect it to be Andre Vasilevsky, despite the fact that he was pulled in his game on Saturday. We said in the past that Vasilevsky doesn't have the best numbers against Ottawa, but we've now been burned a couple of times in a row. So maybe we'll yeah. stay away from that. Both games early on in the season were in the first 10 games. So it was Jonas Johansson in those games. This will be the first time facing Andre Vasilevsky. And despite only having an 898 save percentage against Ottawa Pilsey, he still has 10 wins in 15 games.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. We will <laughs> not be uh, reusing the we want Vasilevsky chant.
0: No, we're going to let that one simmer. Who's your lookout player to watch?
1: My lookout player to watch is number 86, Nikita Kucherov. My God, is there anyone that's led the league in points like him that doesn't get the shine? 94 points, league leading, more than McKinnon, more than McDavid. And it it seems like the buzz isn't really that crazy for him. And he's been red hot lately. Ross, he's on a 10-game point streak, 19 points in those 10 games. And the reason I'm especially uh, looking out for him up against the Ottawa Senators, you mentioned how Brady Kachuk has his most goals in his career up against the uh, Lightning. Well, Nikita Rakucherov has the most points in his career up against the Ottawa Senators in 33 games. He has 13 goals, 33 assists, so an assist per game pace. Good for 46 points up against the Sens. Like This guy loves playing against the Ottawa Senators, and I'm I'm going to be so nervous every single time that line of Stamkos, Braden Point, and Kucherov is on the ice, especially Ross, when they're on the power play, where the Tampa Bay Lightning lead the entire league in power play percentage. I believe it's at 30.9%. So for a team that's 30th in the league in penalty kill, this could get out of hand, if the Ottawa Senators aren't able to stay out of the box.
0: But at least the Sens PK is better. It's better than it was, and it's actually, frankly, not even close if we just do it from the time. Like, when the unofficial season starts, which I'm hearing is January 13th, when the Ottawa Senators starting winning games. Yep. They're 8-4-2 and two in their last uh, 14 games. During that span, Pilsey, the Senators have the ninth-ranked penalty kill. So at least it's getting better, okay. but Tampa's got the second-ranked power play, clicking at thirty-eight point nine percent. Guess what? Tomorrow the Senators will get to take on the team with the number one power play, the awesome. Florida Panthers. Billsy, in the last month and a and a week, the Florida Panthers power play is clicking at forty percent in their last fourteen games.
1: Jeez. Well, I mean how? I'm just Must looking at man. it now, what they do up against the Lightning. They went three for four last oh. game up against the Lightning. So 75%, that'll give you a nice boost.
0: Yeah, I like that. So for a, a lookout player for me, I was going to go with Nick Paul because I'm always interested to know how former Senators do, especially But he was as beloved as Nick Paul was. I found an interesting trend for him. In his last 12 games, he only has a point in three of them. But in all three games that he has one point, he has two. So he has six points in his last 12 games, but they've all come in three. So there's something to keep an eye on, but I'm going to go with the forgotten piece of the puzzle here with the championship pedigree of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's really their only defenseman. Maybe I'm saying that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because they do have some decent pieces. Eric Chernak just got paid, although he's taken a step back. But like Victor Hedman, they're going to go as far as Victor Hedman takes them, and he hasn't slowed down one bit. Nope. Now at 33 years old, 54 points in 54 games for Victor Hedman. He is car- He already has more points this year, Pilsey, than he had in 76 games last year. He had 49. So wow. he's, he's all the way back. 54 points, 54 games. So Victor Hedman, I feel like he always plays well against Ottawa too. Heck, I mean, the Lightning have just yeah. used the Ottawa Senators as a piñata over the last year. Oh my goodness. It's not even close. Victor Hedman has the most goals in his career against any team. It's, it's Ottawa and it's not even close. Ottawa is the only team that Victor Hedman has double digit goals against. He's got nine against a few teams. He's got 14 against the Ottawa senators in 46 games, 39 points plus 14. He's, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. So I'm going to be looking out for Victor Hedman in this game. Pillsy. Give me a key to victory. Make me feel better because right now I really feel like it's going to be a tough game for the Ottawa Senators.
1: Uh, you got to start off hot. I think that's going to be a big part of this, Ross, because this is going to be a pissed off Tampa Bay team that's... Keep in mind, Ross, that game they lost 9-2. Not only was that at home, it was against their little brothers, the Florida Panthers. So they're going to be coming out of the gate very pissed off. So if the Sens can kind of beat them to the punch and get them on their heels. I think they could have a shot here. But uh, if, if this gets out of hand early with the way this power play is and the success that the star players have up against the Sens, I think they could put this away and it might be an embarrassing one for the Sens. Oh, really? I wish I had better news for you, Ross. Like my plan for these two games was going to be at least we're on a six-game win streak, so it doesn't really matter what happens these two, but that's out the the window.
0: The last time the Ottawa Senators won in Tampa, it took extra time, and it was November 11th, 2018. The Lightning have won the last five straight games in Tampa. Cool. Cool, cool. Any final thoughts on today's show?
1: Uh, I'm stoked! To, I'm stoked to be back in Belleville. That I think that's gonna be my biggest thought. I, I love let us Belleville. Know
0: see, let us know if you see Corpasalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: no, you're gonna have a blast, man. I, I'm excited
0: yeah. to get a scouting report on some of the kids. Like Crooker, just seems like he's scoring every game. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited. To, yeah, excited to hear that. And uh, Igor got back on the board. Happy yes. for him. And uh, yeah. Hopefully, Tyler Boucher is back. He missed the last game with an injury he suffered the other day. So, um, I know Martian will be really sad if he doesn't get to see his guy, Tyler Boucher, in action. Uh, Sogard, though, still looks great, man. He played the game on Saturday. He was a wall, too. So, there's there's a glimmer of hope. And I know it hasn't gone his way at the NHL level, but he's a great, great kid, Sogi. And, and there's a lot of runway. Goalies, like, that's the worst thing they could do is give up on Mad Sogard. He's their, he's their ace in the hole, but he might need a couple more years and that's fine. That's fine. They need an answer now though for the Ottawa senators, but uh, enjoy Belleville, man. That'll be an absolute blast. We'll be back uh to, tonight in the postcast. And then we'll have another early morning episode for you on Tuesday. Another game day. Senators taking on Florida. Look, Bill's if they're going to lose the bad teams, they got to make up for it by beating some good teams. And it's going to be a tough test tonight. I'm assuming they're going to be the underdogs. I would be shocked if they aren't, um, but Maybe they'll give us some hope. They they played well against Chicago. They really did. They just did not get saves.
1: Chicago and the Tampa Bay Lightning are very different teams.
0: Yeah. Chicago actually has Tampa Bay's first round draft pick this year there's a little fun fact we'll end off with that i uh, also shout out number 68 never to be worn again in pittsburgh that was super Love cool it. how Yermer Yager he went to daniel alfredson route i don't know any other player that's done that when they get their number retired or have their it wasn't for the number retirement for alfie it was his like goodbye one day contract at the sens but he went out and took warm-ups with them remember yes, alfie did that's that yep. that's such a sick move I, I don't know who would say no to that
1: yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah,
0: you got to. It. It's such a cool move. And um, so Yeramri Agar, I mean, we all grew up watching him, just an absolute legend. And the fact he's still playing over in Czech, like he's not in the Hall of Fame because you have to be retired from pro hockey and he's still playing over in Czech. So they'll have more on that on Locked On Penguins. But I just want to give a shout out, one of my favorite players to watch growing up. But for today, we say goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll see you in the postcast afterwards. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.